1: Alrighty guys, welcome to the newest episode of the Cabalcast And this week we're getting back to something we haven't done in a while Because if we did it more often We would make no other content ever Because set releases are stupid and constant So, we're taking a look at our Brothers War picks Mm -hmm. Uh, For those of you that don't know With our set reviews, we basically go look at a card that we think is overvalued Just right, undervalued So the Goldilocks of finance Yes. So, with that Let's get it started.
0: Right. So the first card I looked at that w- in our episode for Brothers of War was Titania's Command as being overvalued. It was $4.11. Prediction was that this was going to crash, despite the fact that this is, as I said then and I maintain, ridiculous in Commander in the long run. And it recovered fairly well and is trending up slowly after my called shot on the the price drop i think i said if you go back this would tank to about 40 cents and that is really what happened if you bought in then it's basically a double up into the open market this was my pick uh, last week or the week before on the podcast as card kingdom was finally buying them at a decent amount so you're now able to move these to profit pretty easily pretty openly and i don't think we are done here it is overvalued then at four dollars i think that's still an unreachable an unreachable number i believe this will settle probably in the two to three dollar range in the long term and that will be the correct price so all in all i i I don't i think i got out of all the ones that i that i looked at i think this is the one that i just kind of hit the nail on the head on and, and just called out the gates yeah
1: uh mine that i called overvalued was diabolic intent uh so something i mentioned when i talked about the card is every time this card got reprinted at like a sizable amount Mm -hmm. we got a new floor and every time it kept going down now at the time we recorded i think it was like an eight or nine dollar card uh at low low currently is sitting at around 650 so i think short term i was absolutely right I also think, and I wish I'd mentioned this in the episode, long-term, I do think this card probably has room to recover to about $12 to $15, just being like a casual tutor. And the reason being, look at Demonic Tutor, Mm -hmm. which has had several reprints of more sizable quantity, and it still maintains its value. Obviously, not having to sack a creature is most of the time better. There can be synergies with intent, but uh, I... Pretty much hit it on the head. I said it was going to be like a four to five dollar card at its low point, mm-hmm. and probably settle around six to seven in the midterm. Yep. Long term, though, again, I still think it's good. Yeah, but absolutely. It hit that like sub eight dollar mark, and for the time, the floor is going to be six to seven dollars. Yeah, because that's what it is. Now, I will say, and I think this is true of all of our picks for this set. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing that we did not anticipate when doing this was how frenzied the pace of releases extra sets and variants would be in the time afterwards. Yeah. So all will be one change things because of how many variants they were. So that said, they still did all right with diabolic intent.
0: Yeah. Uh, again, we're seeing a resurgence in price for this card. I think uh, one of my LGS I saw for eight. Oh, sorry, uh, yeah. nine. And so yep. we're starting to see that kind of localized recovery the card that I looked at for being correctly priced was Liberator or is this Battle Thopter and uh, my expectation was that this was going to be similar to Hope of Gearper but be more popular in equipment decks so I thought the price was spot on then it was 261 it is currently 252 market uh, pretty good at, yeah that's basically where it crashed down to and it's been maintaining though it is Growing a little bit now. The comparison to Hope of Gearper, however, is a little off. uh As a commander, though, Hope of Gearper, according to Rec, is in about 605 decks, whereas Liberator is in about a thousand decks. So, like 1.5x. So, yeah, we got there in regards to being a general. However, inside the 99, Hope of Gearper is in 21,000 decks, and liberator is only in about nine thousand, so about 47 percent in that regard so i i did with on that one and i'm not really sure if this is ever going to pick up inside the 99 it still looks fine i don't kind of get really why people aren't playing this as much as i would expect them to but at the same time i think three months to overtake Hope of Gearper inside uh, equipment or artifact shells might have been a little overzealous uh, on, on that part, but I still think we are probably at the right price. Hope of Gearper is a $4 card. Right now, Liberator, like I said, is two and change, and I think we are still correctly priced for this card. It's good, it's not great, and it does what it has to well enough that I think we're just going to float here. We... I don't expect this to go down and I don't expect anything to kind of come along and make this like a go-to general or card of the 99.
1: Yeah. I I think the thing for me is looking at it now, obviously with a gift of hindsight, it's way easier to build this card as a general than to include it in the 99. Whereas yeah. hope just goes in combo decks in the 99. Yep. You just need protection.
0: It's exactly whereas it. This, yeah.
1: yeah. And and I think it's, the, I fully expect this card to overtake hope because It has that modality of, you know, it can play in combo decks, Mm -hmm. and it can't just be a dumb, dirtily attacker. So it hits, you know, the whole gamut, whereas Hope, to me, is more of like a CEDH or like 75% card.
0: Yeah, Silence is a very important card for combo decks, absolutely, and so the Sacrifice effect... On hope of gear does outshine almost anything liberator does for a deck that isn't trying to win solely with the combat stuff. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. That, that it definitely makes sense as to why hope of gear is going to be in more ninety nines than liberator will. Ab- absolutely, yes. Yeah,
1: aspe- as- at least right now. Yeah. Until people figure out, oh, you can just run this as a dirtly good artifact and use it as a value engine rather than a combo engine.
0: Yeah, yeah. If the, like we talked about, what I, I forgot what. What card it was when I was looking at equipment decks, like white is the premier, yeah, equipment color. Right, you can still put Liberator inside the 99, it has a power and a toughness, and it is not Defender, thus, it can enter, it can rumble, yeah, you know.
1: And hey, giving your equipment flash, uh, is an extra cigar to zade or you know, whatever effects do that, yeah, so that's good. Uh, my just right card was the Might and Weak Stone. Mm-hmm. Uh, pleasantly surprised to say kind of wrong on this one okay uh it was sitting at about you know low i think at the time was just over a dollar to two dollars uh low now we're sitting in three bucks mm-hmm. um it's a card that you know i said hey it does a lot of things that artifact decks struggle with yes uh it turns out that's still true mm-hmm. uh that said i think and i mentioned this in the episode uh the two to three to four at the ceiling mm-hmm. was about the range where i expected this to settle and be the right price yeah. And that's where we're sitting, uh, because this isn't a combo engine. It isn't anything other than literally just, hey, what are some things that artifacts don't do very well? We don't remove creatures, we don't draw cards, and we'll just throw on some mana ability, because that always happens. Yep. So I think that's, you know, basically a good value for that. I mean, that 2 to $5, it goes in every deck. It gives you card advantage, and it may see play in 60-card formats at one point, which I did mention. But we'll see if it happens or not.
0: Yeah. Uh, while you're talking, uh, people listening to the podcast will hear the familiar Windows bidding sound. And that yeah. was me searching EDH Rec on the Mightstone and the Weakstones page for the card Junk Diver. Yeah. And they are not paired together yet. What? That is correct. People are not looping the Might Stone and the Weak Stone with Junk Diver. For, and for anybody who does not know what Junk Diver is, uh, let me, I'll bring it up real quick. It is a 3 mana value, 1-1 one, one flying artifact creature bird. Most of that is irrelevant, but it says, when Junk Diver dies, return another target artifact card from your graveyard to your hand. This is, how you, this is one of a number of redundant pieces to loop artifacts in any one of those combo decks. And it seems like people... Don't want to pay eight mana for the Might Stone and the and Meek Stone loops, despite the fact that with an altar out and the ability to tap the Might Stone and the Weak Stone, that is half the mana you need.
1: Yep, to just replay to just it,
0: run it, yeah, because the Might Stone and the Meek does have a mana ability that is restrictive. But it says this mana can't be spent to cast non artifact spells. So it can cast yeah. itself, it can recast the Junk Diver. And, be, and like I said, with Alter and Junk Diver out, that's four of the eight. Yeah. And I don't. And sorry. Yeah, Alter and uh, Mightstone and Weakstone. That's four of the eight. I don't quite understand that. And I think once people figure that out, that Mightstone and Weakstone could be a, a loopable piece, a, yeah. a, a cog in the. A, another cog in the machine then we might see an uptick in this had it already been in place then yeah i think we could just sail along like you yeah. said but that push i don't think we've seen that yet i don't think people have really explored the opportunity this card has in front of it yeah and as such i think we are kind of missing out on that right now and that is uh sad to see
1: Mm-hmm. for sure
0: now for me the underpriced card that I had is Gwenna Eyes of Gaea. And Gwena was three dollars and thirty-seven cents at pre-release and is currently a market of a dollar twenty-one. So we are a big miss on that one. Yeah. Though we have been seeing gains recently. The reason I looked at Gwenna was I thought this was going to be one of the most ridiculous commanders we'd see coming out of this set for yeah. green based creature decks because of the activated ability add two mana of any combination spend this model only to cast creature spells or activate abilities of creature of a creature or creature card it costs three it makes two that is really good for green green based creature decks it yeah. fuels the next play then the trigger, whenever you cast a creature spell with power 5 or greater, put a plus 1 plus 1 counter on Gwena, Eyes of Gaia and untap it. So you essentially just to keep, you get to keep chaining Gwena. I'm sure, like the tab says, there are a number of combos with Gwena. Right now, though, it is in nice 0 decks, sub 200 as a commander, and as a card in the 99, it's in about 6.2. 6,000 decks. It is not seeing the play I'd, I had expected it to. Did I evaluate this card incorrectly? I think I did. I think I overhyped the card, but I do believe it has long term opportunity. Should it be more than the dollar and change that we're seeing now? Yeah, probably, but I think what I overvalued was the ability for people to want to play this card immediately, go back and update, and I think a lot of what we're seeing with Commander right now is people jumping on the hype of the current set and <clears throat> rebuilding what yeah. they currently have, or building anew, and when the support is around artifacts and the two theme decks you get don't include the color green, it's very difficult to want to rebuild or build around Gwenna compared to something like Titania's Command, which just slots in over a paltry card in the 99 it's a very easy card to make a swap yeah. for versus Gwena which takes some time to build around unless you're already in big dumb teamer or you know big dumb green then Gwena yeah just goes in I mentioned in the episode this is the Silvalla, uh the conspiracy alpha just does nutty things or however you pronounce that card Yeah, and it is not it will remain you know second banana to that into infinitum the only thing i really got right about this card was like Titania's command i made a called shot on what this card was going to tank to (laughs) like that was it that's all i hit on on this card i think i picked this up a bunch of them up for sub a dollar when when they hit and i'm still sitting on them and i'll probably be sitting on them for a fair amount of time until people come back around until we leave phyrexia and we get the color green again if we go immediately to Lorwin, that, that might be the place. That might be a white heavy yeah. set like it was previously. It'll be a little rough, but we'll come out of this.
1: Well, and I think the thing too is if we do go back to like a Lorwin or something like that, there's lots of relevant green tribes and this is also yep. I think one of the things and this is something I think I you know, I may have missed on my enterprise card as well is I think on our enterprise cards and this is just like a trend with us we tend to pick longer term underpriced cards that yeah. in like a year or two start to recover mm-hmm. but at the time it looks bad in the short term but they almost always because you know the thing that we've started seeing with some of these cards is if they're more casual EDH, sometimes it does actually take longer for them to start see price to see price, gro- price growth
0: yeah absolutely so uh,
1: yeah. which on that note my underpriced card and boy did I miss this one. Uh, at least in the short term, Sahili Filigree Master. Mm-hmm. Uh, I picked this card because it's is it and does artifact things. Yes, which is just good. Uh, it also protects itself, but it does make itself smaller to do that. It draws you cards. It does a lot of really good things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said at about two dollars, it was incredibly underpriced. Well, it's a dollar, so wasn't underpriced yet. Now it's definitely underpriced. Yeah, uh, I just. I misevaluated the term on this one. Uh, I, you know, did not expect Brother's War to be as heavily opened as it was for another, uh, especially after. Well, I said it was going to be heavily opened because, again, having serialized cards, but I didn't think it would be this bad. Yeah. I messed up. That's okay. It happens. Uh, the other thing that's really interesting about this is and I think this is just a trend now, Uh, the last few sets have been heaters. Yeah. Things have died much faster because of it. Uh, You know, the natural propensity to just move on to the next set, and you may have seen differently yourself. uh, People are moving on way faster now. And I don't know if it's wallet fatigue, or if it's just the sets are good, or a combination of the two, Mm -hmm. but this card tanked, and looking at the copies sold it's not selling a lot so maybe it does take a year or more for this card to recover to the point that I think I mentioned like five to ten dollars mm-hmm. was where I saw it at uh, I still think long term this card has a price point that's five to ten dollars yeah uh, it's a popular is it walker that does is it things because realistically there's two is it decks there's spellslinger mm-hmm. and there's artifacts yes and this is one of them
0: i think one of the things you might have been hoisted by was the fact that there is no demand for this card in standard and there's no demand for most of the artifact synergy based cards in standard whether people are playing it in paper or not if you go take a look at the data it's just a lot of like non-artifact based aggressive decks it seems like and fable of the mirror breaker value stuff but that's it you're not seeing the kind of decks that this card would thrive in yeah. that would see a lot of synergy in, and I think that is probably one of the the bigger anchors to the price for this card right now. Do things swing with one? Maybe. But if they don't, then yeah, we're kind of on this long-tail gain for yeah. Sahili, like we are with Gwena. I think, like you said, these two are very long-term And we just both kind of fell into that same little trap. I would have expected Sihili to be doing better in terms of price and better um, in terms of popularity in Commander. But I guess people got everything they needed with uh, Mishra instead. Yeah. And you don't really need the kind of mid-range opportunities that Sihili provides. Like right now, according to REC, the most popular new commander is not mishra it's actually optimus prime hero by
1: a wide margin
0: yeah percent based if you want to actually look at um numbers of decks it is mishra and then after that ashnod but we have more more commanders coming out shortly so that might swing that said i don't think saheeli is a bad long-term look i think it's just going to take time to find a home yeah. Like there's so many good artifact synergies that already exist with like Padim and uh Psy, Master Thopterist, yeah. Urza, the uh the mono blue Urza. Like there's no shortage of places for this card to yeah. play and exist. And it I think it might suffer all, not just from the standard, but also what Gwenna suffers from, which is just there was a home there is a home for it but people weren't really interested in rebuilding or building around this card when the mishra yeah. deck was handed to them and they didn't need to go out and find a Sahili for it
1: yep it's already ready made good to go
0: yeah yeah you like Sahili is uh not necessary for that deck to function and i think that's kind of the down. that was one of the big downfalls for the yeah. card overall um And then for me, that basically is it. I had some other odds and ends that I didn't look up for this episode that I wrote down about when we were going through this uh, originally um, that we can definitely take a look on. I'll look at later on. I think it's Brotherhoods and card. I think it is. Is this the red card? Yeah. That I completely whiffed on.
1: Yeah, I had it on my list to check
0: in on, but I don't know where it was. Uh, Everybody identified this as a good card. Apparently, I did not identify it as underpriced at the time, and it's now a $6 card up from two. Like, I think that's the only one on my list that actually grew.
1: The thing that I don't get about this card is it's just Slagstorm.
0: Yes, I did see that. I didn't understand I mean, I I
1: guess Destroying All Artifacts is, like, in CEDH, definitely better. But it's... I don't know. I'd rather have Jessica's Will, even though they do different things. Sure,
0: whatever. the power of Meltdown is to just get everything that costs zero or less, and this yeah. is also not restrictive in the sense that it will kill your lands too. That is true. So I do understand that part about the card. It forces the use of treasures compared to something like Slagstorm. Um, yeah. And it come, and it hits faster than Shatterstorm. Although Shatterstorm mm-hmm. gets everything, it don't care. Yeah. like
1: Same with uh, Creeping Corrosion, the green one.
0: Yes. Yeah, because why not make the green version, too? Yeah. Holy crap, Blade Coil Serpent was pre-ordering for $9, the Grixis thing, and it's down to 71 cents. Yeah. Oh, boy.
1: Yeah, this this is why you uh, wait till card's release to order them, guys.
0: Or you just wait for things to settle down. People thought this was just going to make an immediate impact because it's yeah. X and 6, and you don't have to actually pay into X. X can equal 0. Sure don't. Yeah, and if you pay... Double blue, double black, double red for your six. You still get all the effects or some yep. combination thereof. Like the yeah. card is good, but it's not nine dollars ridiculous. But
1: no, absolutely not.
0: Yeah. Uh, all in all, for bro, um, the cards that I had left, I just took a look at. Like everything just tanked. Like there's yeah. nothing. It no, all did. Yeah. Uh, aside from Titania's command, there was really no growth after. The tank, and I just think that's kind of where we're going to be from now on. It's going to be your yeah. EDH hitters, or heaters, and that's it. If I if I was to go take a look at the Dawn Glare for this set, I bet I'm going to be really upset. Yeah. Because there's been no recovery, sadly.
1: Well, and the other thing was, you know, and we we both said this multiple times when we were looking at the set. We expected it to be the most open set ever because of serialized cards. Yes, yeah, absolutely. We expected it to follow that parallel. Uh that's obviously true. But the lesson is that doesn't mean that it's a bad set financially. It just means there's way more opportunity. Yep. Because of how affordable things get.
0: Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah, taking a look at this on Dawn Glare, it's not the worst in the world, but yeah, it is very it's very bottom heavy at like the, yeah. the two to uh, I guess the two to three dollar slot is is yeah. pretty packed and then afterwards it is very sparse. It's like one card at every dollar slot all the way up yeah. to um, the $24 that is Urza Lord Protector, and then Awaken the Woods is 20 It just makes a bunch of tokens. Hooty-hoo. Yep. Portal Phyrexia is tearing up EDH. I don't know if that deck is actually currently being played in Modern to success.
1: Yeah, I have no idea, honestly. Yeah.
0: Then Mishra, and you just see this host of Planeswalkers up at the top. Gix is doing nothing, but it's a Planeswalker, Titania, legendary creature, the first one we got. The Yep, you know there you go there's your there's your uh your commander cityscape leveler is actually seeing constructed play yeah and then that's you know diabolic edict like that's it it's a basically a bunch of commanders portal to phyrexia and yep. diabolic sorry diabolic intent intent edict. yeah yeah like that that's the set right now and it's very difficult to kind of look at this one I'm i'm hoping that one is going to be a little bit different in that regard and we'll see some recovery faster we'll see some prices hold a little bit better than they did previously with bro and this that bro is a cautionary tale and not what we see with every set moving forward because we talk about we harp about you know pre-ordering is never always a good idea it is usually almost always a A bad one yeah Uh,
1: and i i think the interesting thing too is and this is kind of unexpected (laughs) One of the lessons I've taken away from Brothers War compared to, like, All is One Mm -hmm. is Brothers War seemed to me at the time, and I still think this is accurate, a set that was almost just geared towards EDH with a side of 60 card. Yeah. Where it was like, yeah, this stuff matters, obviously, we care about 60 card, but all of the good cards are there for EDH. Mm Mm-hmm. I think All is One has a good mix of both. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I think that is actually, and this is something that, you know, a little bit contrary to what we've been saying, and I think this is a change as we're starting to get more organized playback, is those 60-card formats are starting to have a reasonable impact on prices again, which is good because we're getting back to the way things were Mm pre-pandemic, where 60-card formats mattered. Stocking that stuff mattered, mattered. Yeah. having that buying it whatever all mattered yep
0: i mean and now it's just either going to sit there in cases forever or move to backstock and binders in time as people yeah. just kind of come down from that high of like all right i need to i need to crack for my own or i need to buy an xyz and like <sighs> once the market's flooded and everybody has it you know it just piles up yeah so you ready for picks Let's do it. All right. I went first last time, so you can go first this week.
1: I'm going this week. All right. What I have for you today is a pick that is based on absolutely almost zero data science. Almost zero market trends. In fact, it's kind of contrary to the market trend right now. But uh, I am picking New Phyrexia, Phyrexian Metamorph. Mm-hmm. Why? Well, if you look at the stocks graph, you can see we just started ticking up. Also, I... Uh, Anecdotally speaking, I cannot count the number of times over the last six months that I've been in a booth asked for Phyrexian Metamorph, that I've been in other booths shopping and heard them mass for Phyrexian Metamorph, that I have been asked in store for Phyrexian Metamorph, that people have posted ISO posts that include Phyrexian Metamorph, but I don't think, unless we bring back Phyrexian mana in a way that is not just completing Planeswalkers, Mm -hmm. we are going to get a reprint of this card anytime soon. And we had one in Double Masters, but we haven't had one since. And as more and more people get into, at this point, not just EDH, but this is a card that has seen play in some Eldritch Evolution lists, in some Kiki Chord lists. Mm -hmm. It has a history in 60-card formats. This is a card that could see more play as those things start to come out and be more and more relevant. I just think if you're seeing a card where people are actually asking for it, they're seeking it out, mm-hmm. it makes sense to kind of have it on hand. Yeah. Uh, yes, we are slightly trending up. We are trending up since our all-time low in 2021 after the Double Masters printing cratered this card. But this is a card that if you can pick up for 4 to $5 now, your floor on that is getting your money back Yeah. at some point. And that's, you can get your money back right now selling it to someone, but this is something that now I've started to keep in my trade binders when I go out two to three copies because people are actively seeking it out. They do want this card again, be it EDH, be it 60 card, whatever, there is demand for this card now where for a while after Double Masters, this card was everywhere in every booth. Nobody wanted to buy it. Now you're starting to see it pop up again. Mm Mm-hmm so figured I'd at least point it out anecdotally that this card is suddenly becoming more desirable and that this might be something that you may have kind of put to the back burner but if you've got some get them out again if you don't try to get some because I bet you offload them pretty quickly
0: yeah, it's interesting to see. Frexian Metamorph was never like, a hugely important part of the modern metagame. It did fit in the list that you're talking about. And it's weird that it was in like, Kiki Cord and Kiki Pod, but not actually Birthing Pod to go into and out of, which right. is like just odd to think about. But at the same time, it provides a little more flexibility and utility in the Kiki deck, which is basically what that deck was. It was just like randomly good Nea creatures yeah. that could also combo out when it had Pod. And then when it didn't, it would just cord it up. Or yep. uh, is it Eldritch Evolution that's also the pseudo-birthing pod?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's just fetch one, sack it, and fetch. Yep. Yep.
0: Yeah, so you, should, you would climb the ladder that way. Yep. And then, like we talked about uh, on top uh, before the cast, this copy is an artifact or a creature, so it's a very flexible clone. It costs three, not four, because you're paying two life in Commander yeah. every time. So why not? It is utilitarian in every blue deck for commander. And so it makes sense that we're going to see some push for commander, be it CED or not. And then anything that's coming out or being brewed up in maternal formats. Modern is an ever changing format right now. People are losing their minds over Rot priest and who knows what's going to come next with this card. It does afford you the opportunity to do some weird things. And so if you're not just looking to have this on hand for yourself, for Commander, for Modern. It makes yep. sense to have some for other people who want to use this in Commander or Modern. Yep. And like you said, it was never really a bad target. It was always kind of movable even when it just fell out of favor. But yep. it always moved. Now, it's just more so than before. Yep. And for what it's worth, there is the uh, launch party promo that uses yep. completely different art than, the, uh, and than anything else aside from Secret Layers. So... That's also not a bad look overall from a population standpoint. About the yeah. same price either way, and it's an old foil, so it's not going to turn into a Pringle. Also, nope. yeah. Yeah, th- those used to float around as well. Not a lot of people like the launch promo stuff because it's got different art, so it's hard to play with the other three that aren't foil, blah, 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 blah. But yeah. not a bad look overall for that. So uh, I like Metamorph as a pick overall. I, I have my set, and I don't think I'd ever move them until I was done, because I don't know yep. what kind of shenanigans I'm going to roll up with, but exactly, Metamorph provides me the ability to roll up with shenanigans. Sure does, and it's
1: great. Yes. Love it.
0: Yep. So, uh, for my pick this week, I'm stepping back into the color black, which does not happen all that often. It's and months. It's been a very long time, and we're <laughs> looking at uh, Hand of the Praetors, a card that I keep finding in my Mirrodin Besieged set, or Scars set. whenever I dig through for Dismembers and Shield and just wonder what's going to happen with this card. And here we are. We finally have another push for Poison Counters overall, though Hand of the Praetors is an Infect General, so to speak. It's three and a black for a 3-2 with the keyword Infect. It has your standard Lord text with a twist. Other creatures you control with Infect get plus one, plus one. And whenever you cast a creature spell with infect target player gets a poison counter right so not only does it start the chain it helps push it along with the lord ability and this might seem counterintuitive because we just got toxic as a keyword which is not infect so they don't play together but the thing is in that regard they do they do play together and that's why we're seeing i brought socks the stocks graph up i didn't really talk about it this hard hard uptick in the last couple of weeks, when you take a look at stocks and you zoom in, so this card is moving in quantity and it's moving quickly. Yeah. The stats on it for Card Kingdom is a little harrowing. When I added this to my list, it was August of 2022. Card Kingdom was buying 46 at three dollars. There were 111 at six ten on TCG Player. When I took my notes, Card Kingdom was buying 28 at three fifty. There were 130 on TCG Player at six ninety, and right now card kingdom is buying three for a dollar 90 and tcg player is out of stock uh for what it's worth so is card kingdom i'm uh, sorry t- tcg player isn't out of stock they're running out of stock but card kingdom yeah. is entirely out of stock so whatever yeah. the hell is going on with this buy list is not going to be reflective of what it's going to look like next week or no. the week this episode comes out so keep an eye on this now as far as commander playability goes This slots into decks that are looking to poison out the table as the plan a option. And I'm not going to talk about infect or toxic. I'm going to spend time talking about poison because that's what matters here. Poison. That's what kills. Yes. Well, that's a lie. State-based effects kill poison just happens to roll it up.
1: Yes. A poison is just the state-based effect that matters.
0: Here. Yes. Now uh, looking more broadly at the format, Initially, the poison themes seemed narrow in scope and not well-supported, but with the push to, to place Toxic on a larger number of cards in one, the space opens up. So before, very limited, because we had, like, Skithrix, and that's kind of really it supporting the poison theme, or you could branch out and play whatever color generally you want that involves black that does not have the keyword infect on it, but it was not... Not right. You know, I needed a little more time to cook. Now with Toxic, we're good. We also have an absurd number of new cards that just happen to proliferate, and that helps to push the win condition, meaning that this Lord should go up in play value as you'll need fewer counters placed overall before you start proliferating. So again, whenever you cast a creature with Infect, target, sorry, yeah, creature with Infect, target player gets a poison counter, and there are a lot of creatures with Infect within black and blue. Yep. You you don't have to get through. All you need is that one. And there's the, not Plague rat because that's like ABU. There's the the rat from Scars Block that literally just says, come in, everybody gets a little sick. Everybody just gets a poison counter. With Handout, that's two. And then you start your proliferation chain. It's really, really easy. Yes, it is. Uh, So getting in for three four five etc poison damage with an infect creature thanks to this Lord is going to push the end game a lot faster because you can again you can go a little wide and give everybody that plus we also have new cards that jump start poison counters again effectively shortening the game and putting more value on a lord to help close out faster and I believe it's the one mana value spells from one proliferate the two mana value spells place a poison counter and the third ones do something different maybe proliferate and something cool I can't remember yeah
1: it's it's either add a poison or proliferate but yep. they have something else tacked on yep. it
0: so again this all shortens the clock before yep. we even get to the toxic creatures we're just shortening this clock which really helps a tribe that like I said has a bunch of poison creatures in black and blue but really needed to push through a lot of damage beforehand now this Lord isn't worth an additional one damage per creature with infect it's actually worth three. It still takes 10 poison counters to knock someone out compared yep. to 40 damage. Yeah. So you're ending this game a lot faster with poison. And I don't know if I said it on the cast because I spent a lot of time talking about it last week. I think Toxic is Wattsy's way of pushing on the RC to say, make a change yeah. to this number. For the time being, though, that's where we're going to operate. We're really going to steamroll ahead with this. For a timeline, I expect continued slow movement for the next few weeks while people tinker with Poison-based decks until things are smoothed out and Rex starts to homogenize and coalesce around our new cards. Once that happens, that's where we'll see this pick up as combining the quote-unquote chocolate and peanut butter of Infect and Toxic looks to be the way to build Poison decks. So buying in now should yield immediate results in a few weeks, but larger gains a few months out, especially if March adds additional support to this. It could be in any form. It could be more Toxic, more Infect, more Proliferate, any of that stuff. It's all going to be extra for this card and for these themes. Reprint Equity, it's hard to imagine this gets reprinted now that we have the Toxic keyword as it references Infect directly. Yep. And it seems like Infect has now been, might now be phased out for Toxic. Toxic seems like this is where they want it to be With Pit Scorpion and Marsh Viper, and maybe even Virulent Sliver, but they didn't quite get there. They couldn't figure it out, so they came up with Infect, and Infect just blew the doors off of it, and so they rolled it back again to Toxic, and I think this is where we are now. Save for Infect, everything else has kind of been leading us to Toxic and pointing to like this is where we're going to be for now, so I do not expect this to get a reprint anytime soon.
1: The other thing that I think is really good is, you know, the All Will Be One EDH decks. Obviously, one of them is geared towards poison, toxic, whatever, and it's Mardu colored. Uh, Those cards are very, very good. And I think that what we may see is people are kind of maybe slow to adopt those. Uh, I don't know if it's true everywhere. Obviously, TCG, it's not. But a lot of stores that I know are selling them only as a pair. Because oh. the red-white one is so bad.
0: Oh, it is, but it also has... Um, uh, what the hell is it? That re- The reprint? Isn't there, uh, like...
1: Uh, it's got Path of Ancestry, I know. Crap. Um, Dragon Master Outcast is in there. And Myria Angel. There's, there's a, a bunch of stuff in there. But yeah, it's, it's got good cards. It's just not a good deck. Yeah, yeah, and so I think that as more people start to adopt Excel and Vishkaraz is what they're called, you'll see hand take off even more. Especially because look, we're on Phyrexia for the next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who
0: knows? Oh, okay, What kind that's...
1: of toxic or poison we're gonna get?
0: Yeah, those are the. That's the Abzan deck, by the way. Or oh, yeah, Boros... Abzan, not Marty. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah the Boros one actually has like a like two banger reprints in it. Yeah. The like pseudo Teferi's protection, like tier two. Yeah. So that kind of makes sense. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But it's... I And because of that, I think this is significantly more likely to, like, long-term, like you said, just be really, really good. Yeah. Because people just haven't adopted to it yet.
0: Nope. But they will. Yep. I mentioned TCG player is draining. I took these notes earlier in the week when there were 130 listings. We're now down to, like, the low 90s. So that's 40 overall listings. Yeah. We're seeing, like aside from the one day this week where 34 of them sold we've had steady sales of about like four to ten so we're averaging that's like six and a half to seven per day when you when you uh, extrapolate and the market price is just going up that's exactly what we want to see for this card the the only question that really remains for the individual is just buy quantity like from just cracking i have like two or three of these and that's kind of where I feel comfortable with yeah. uh, with quantity when I'm looking to move them from a binder. But if I was going to move them back into the open market or buy list, I'd think eight or more. Yeah. Just because now you're serving the entire community and with more support for poison, this opens up more opportunity for people to actually buy these cards instead of just jamming Scythrix again and again and again. And at the end of the day... This might not be an attractive thing. <clears throat> I've, I've noted before how I really do not like buying into Punisher Generals, Punisher cards yeah. overall, because I think they're always a flash in the pan. And I've talked recently a lot about how it seems like even creator of Behemoth and winning in combat certain ways seems to breed this negativity. Yep. Infect might be similar. I do not know because it just seems like it's never really been popular sorry poison uh just never really seems to have been popular enough to gain a foothold in the format for me to really take the temperature on it but if i had to guess it might turn out to be the same as the punisher as a punisher general because it's only 10 not 40 you know it's not 99 when you're targeting a library to mill somebody out so without a rules adjustment, this could fall out of favor very quickly, but at least for the time being, we're going to be able to ch- to turn this around really quickly. And that's my why my suggestion is to look more into the open market and binders than it is to buy lists, because I don't know how yeah. long this is really going to last if people sour on the strategy. Yeah. Yeah. If- and- Oh, sorry go ahead if the rc comes through and bumps the number up to 15 or and watsi agree that bump the number up to 15 or 20 or 30 then yeah. yeah might maybe a little bit better it'll hold longer until then though
1: yeah i i think the thing too on this is even if you know when you mention quantity and going deeper if you're doing open market i'm super comfortable going deep on this for open market because look there They can't reprint this. Infect is not a good keyword. They've recognized this because they made it toxic and it's fixed. Uh, There's no way we get back to infect and having a Lord effect like this. Sure, we're not getting more infect creatures. Who cares? That's fine. It's still insane Mm -hmm. because long term, we will just have more opportunities for toxic to exist. Yes. And guess what? Being able to proliferate more is always good always when you're better. doing it.
0: Yep, absolutely. So. Yeah, I, and that's why I like this. There's some other odds and ends that I think fit really well into the shell overall, but some of that's kind of like TB. Like Phyrexian Swarmlord I think works pretty well in Love there. that card. Um, there's a Hydra that I think they cribbed Yeah. in uh, in one and gave a Toxic instead of Poison. It literally is Phyrexian Hydra or something like that. Yeah. Um, I think they cribbed it in one just like they did with Carnage Tyrant and yeah exactly right come on but I think this is I I, I alluded to like a chocolate and peanut butter kind of situation between Toxic and Infect and I I, yeah. I, do believe that's the way this deck is going to be have to be played for the foreseeable future so you need to buy in on the best pieces and hey I think this is one of the best pieces so if not the best yes it's pretty good thank you pretty good and I think that's going to be it for this week unless you got something else tucked away for me good to go all right so for at mtg cabalcast on twitter facebook patreon and youtube i am at halt i am reptar you are at thirsty sizzler we'll see you next week